And now, it's time for the only show that doesn't care about ratings, Witness Radio, with your host, Ryan Muniak. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Witness Radio. Wait, 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 honey. Wait, wait, wait. Today, I'm hosting the show. What? Hello, everyone. Yes, that's right. Me. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Witness Radio. I'm your host, Elaine Muniak, and with me today is my wonderful husband, who has so graciously given me control of his show. Hi, honey. And just for the record, I am tied up in a closet with duct tape <laughs> and rope. Please, someone, help me. <laughs> you just sound so miserable. <laughs> yeah, so, I'm doing well. How are you, darling? I am wonderful. I am so glad to be on here hosting. Why are you doing this today? Well, because we have a very special episode of Witness Radio today. I'm going to be interviewing you. Ryan has no clue what I'm about to ask him right now. As long as it isn't, what does the fox say, we'll be okay. It says, oh, man. <laughs> Can for those you of you kids? with children you know exactly what she's talking about so ryan i'm gonna be just asking you a bunch of questions today that are kind of geared for maybe more newer evangelists or maybe people who just want to know a little bit more about you so i'm going to start with something very basic um how long have you been sharing your faith and uh how did you get started sharing your faith as well well it's funny you ask that because I started sharing my faith before I was a Christian. I know that sounds really? weird. Yeah. Um, I was a false convert before I was truly saved. And in one of the short moments of time where I actually was trying to do things by the book, the Bible, uh, I had a web ministry that I was trying to do where he was teaching people about the Bible. And sad thing is, I was teaching on stuff that I didn't know about. I was <laughs> Googling the answers that I was teaching about every week. Uh, I think I got through about two weeks of it, and then I went back to my sinful ways. Mm -hmm. But so, yeah, I've been sharing my faith longer than I've been a Christian. Really? So if you weren't a Christian when you first started sharing your faith, what on earth motivated you what what was that the driving force in having an online evangelism ministry well it wasn't an evangelism ministry no you know uh evangelism wasn't my thing before i was saved but the reason that i was doing the ministry was not for god's glory that's for mm -hmm. sure it was probably a couple of factors one being pride for those of you who haven't figured it out, I'm a huge ham, and my wife will be the first to tell you that I love the limelight. Which yes, is, I will. <laughs> <laughs> which is a, a horrible, uh, horrible thing that I struggle with uh, daily, is uh, staying humble and making sure that God is being glorified and not myself. Mm -hmm. uh, but before I was saved, I was prideful. I wanted to be the star of the show another reason that i would got into the ministry so to speak back then was i saw that you could make it a quick buck people gave to ministries pretty easily and you know you watch tbn you see people giving 
tons of money away. So I thought, hey, those charlatans can do it. Surely I can do it. I was wrong, by the way. So there was no love for the lost, no burden at that point. No, there was no love for the lost and really no love for the Lord. Mm -hmm. Like I said, after a few weeks of that pre-Christian ministry, I went back to my sinful ways mm -hmm. and totally gave it up. Mm -hmm. So when did you start sharing your faith with the right motives, with, with a heart that desired to glorify God and to see save, you know, souls get saved? Well, that was pretty much uh, right after I was saved in 2008. Almost immediately after being saved, there was just this fire in my bones, you know, to, to seek and save that which was lost. I couldn't wait to tell others about what had happened to me. I couldn't wait to tell others about the Savior and about salvation, how to be saved from hell. It was life-changing. I've been on fire for, for the Lord and for sharing my faith ever since. Yeah, I can testify to that. Um, I remember when you got saved and the shift that took place and, and the shock that I experienced um, with that change um, because you were a very stubborn man in some ways and there were things that you just laid down for the Lord. And I remember your burden for the lost was almost immediate and just, uh, that was a little terrifying for me. I was like, what is what is he thinking wanting to go out and, and tell people about Jesus? Don't you know we're going to get stoned? Or <laughs> There was definitely fear with that. Um, now, uh, your listeners have heard you on the show. They've heard you evangelizing on the campus to different people. Why do you evangelize the way that you do? Are there other ways that are just as effective, just as biblical, um, such as friendship evangelism and servant evangelism? Well, the key word that you used in that question is biblical. That's what we want to make sure we're doing when we're sharing our faith, is that we're doing it biblically. We're doing it the way Jesus would do it, the way the apostles would do it. You know, we don't see that in friendship evangelism. We don't see that in servant evangelism. Now, do we see people being served by the Lord in the Bible? Yes, but it's not evangelism. Evangelism is proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ to the lost. And with friendship evangelism, like Tony Miano says, Friendship evangelism is neither friendship nor evangelism. You care more about your relationship with your friend than you do about their eternal salvation. You know, you're more worried about offending them or upsetting them for a moment instead of warning them of the judgment to come, warning them of an eternity in hell. So it's more about yourself than really about the other person at that point. Absolutely. But to go back to what we were saying earlier, it's got to be biblical. What is the biblical method of evangelism? You also don't see Jesus going up to someone and saying, Do you consider yourself to be a good person? How many lies have you told? No, you don't. But that's not the biblical part, so to speak. The biblical part that I'm talking about is the method behind the good person test, as, as Ray Comfort calls it. Law to the proud and grace to the humble. Mm -hmm. That's biblical. That's what we see Jesus doing. That's what we see the apostles doing. And that's what Ray Comfort does, Todd Friel does, what I do on the radio show. We're sharing the law to show people their need for a Savior, and then we give them grace mm -hmm. if they've been humbled. Mm -hmm. So you've pointed out how friendship evangelism and servant evangelism are not necessarily biblical aspects of evangelism. 
that would also include lifestyle evangelism, right? Those who, who just are going to live a godly life in front of people and hope by some means that that will grant them salvation. Right, yeah. Lifestyle evangelism, their, their motto is preach the gospel when necessary, use words. That's stupid. I'm sorry if that offends you, but, well, I'm not very tactful. Uh, how does someone differentiate between your lifestyle and a nice Muslim's not lifestyle? They don't. What's different about you? That, that you're just the way you are. How can I How can I be like you? No one asked that question. The one time someone a ever asked me anything even remotely close to that was a few days after I was saved. I was at work, and someone mentioned to me, there's something different about you. What happened? Again, that was a few days after I was saved, and that was how drastic Christ saved me, or changed me, was I was... A, totally different person but that was the only time ryan you've been out evangelizing you said since about 2008 since you've been saved do you ever battle with fear and if you do how do you overcome it oh no i don't battle with fear at all i'm i'm totally perfect at this i i i don't think anything of this fear never heard of the word before uh, i'm being totally sarcastic for those of you who have listen to the show on a regular basis, you know that I struggle with fear. You know that that was the whole reason I created the ra the radio show mm. was because I'm terrified to talk to people. You know, I, I am an introvert's introvert. I, I do not start conversations. My wife will be <laughs> the first to tell you, I do not carry the conversation. <laughs> I am a great listener. <laughs> but I, I do it because I want to be obedient to God's command to mm. go out and proclaim the gospel to all creation. You know, I go out there because I care about people, and I don't want them to go to hell. So yes, I struggle with fear in sharing my faith. I mean, I'm sure if I actually kept some of the unedited clips, you would hear me walking around for probably 10, 15, 20, 30 minutes on the campus, just walking around, and I'm talking to myself in the microphone. Okay, come on, Ryan, let's get going. Oh, look, there's someone you can talk to. Okay, they just walked by, and I'm going to find someone else to talk to. You know? <laughs> I'm horrified to talk to people, and it takes a lot to get over my fear of man to even begin doing the interviews. Even without the microphone in front of me, it's even worse. I can't. I mean, I can, I can hand out tracks pretty easy, and I can open air preach, but for some reason the one-to-one -one conversations are just the hardest thing for me to do. Mm -hmm. So you heard it here, folks. You want to overcome your fear? Get a radio show. <laughs> <laughs> and you can do it absolutely free uh, as long as you've got the equipment. If you don't have the equipment, you can go out and buy it or pray, <laughs> and maybe God will provide it like he did with us. <laughs> so you overcame your fear by starting a radio show. That and trusting in the Lord. But, yeah, you if that's what it takes for you to share your faith is starting a radio show, then do it. Mm -hmm. there's many avenues to do so didn't take much for me to get up and running i pretty much already had the equipment and what i didn't have i prayed for and the lord graciously provided it aside from the the fear what do you think is the hardest part of evangelism for you oh boy the hardest part of evangelism is finding time to do it mm -hmm. granted i'm out there 
know, every week to interview people for my radio show. But, you know, I struggle to find that time. You know, my first ministry is to my wife and kids. And, you know, I have to provide for them with, with a full-time job that has crazy hours. After I've done my chores, after I've done everything under the sun, then I can go out and share my faith. It's so hard to find the time, but God commands us to do it. So I try to be faithful and find that time, make that time. Mm-hmm. I've also noticed in just our lives that you, when you don't have time, you do it in the day-to-day things. Like when we're out running errands, you'll give a track to a cashier or to a waitress at a restaurant. Or when we're pumping gas, you'll leave one at the gas pump. So you do find a way to kind of incorporate it into our, our daily outings or the things that you need to get done, too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, I learned to do that by joining the Bazoogan Track Club. You know, they give you 30 free gospel tracks every month to encourage you to share your faith as you go. Go out there and, and witness to people. Like Elaine said, one, one of my favorite places to leave a tract is at the gas pump. You put your credit card in, you take it out, you put a gospel tract in, you leave it there. Mm-hmm. Next person gets gas, gets the gospel. Mm-hmm. Ryan, you've been doing this for a while, but I'm sure that there are times when you don't have an answer or you blank in a witnessing encounter. So what do you do when that happens? Well, I edit <laughs> the audio clips, obviously. But aside from that, I go with it. If I blank, I I tell the person, you know, man, I just totally blanked. Give me a minute. I'll try and figure out what it is I was going to say next. If I do, great. We go on with the interview. If not, I say, I'm sorry. I'm, I just can't figure out where I was going with, with our interview. Here's my card, which is a gospel track, by the way. When someone asks me a, a tough question that I don't know the answer to, say, hey, man, that's a great question. I don't have an answer for you right now. But look, let me get your name and your email or your phone number, and I'll I'll get the answer for you if you really want it, and I'll get back to you. Mm-hmm. Then you have an opportunity to follow up with the person, and you can share the gospel with them all over again. But that that's something you have to be careful of, is when someone gives you a question where you get stumped, because a lot of times they don't want the answer. Mm-hmm. There, there's another reason for asking them for their name and email or whatever. Test them to see if they really want the answer. Because if they don't give you that any information, then mm-hmm. they probably don't really want the answer. They just wanted to play stump the Christian. Mm-hmm. But it is important that if they do give that information, that you try and find that answer for them. Oh, um, absolutely. If they if they want the information, then find the information for them. And you know, even if they don't. If you get stumped by a question, remember that question mm-hmm. and go and study it out and learn what the answer is. So that the next time someone comes up to you and asks that same question, you can be like, yeah, I got an answer for you this time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Bible tells us that we are to be prepared to have an answer. That's um, right. So even even just in our day-to-day spiritual time, we could be working on that, on work, uh, on apologetics, on finding out the tough questions and then searching out those answers biblically. Not just having a good answer for, to win the argument, but to really know what God's Word has to say on the matter. We're not getting these answers to win the argument. We're to be prepared to give an answer. Mm-hmm. Well, the rest of that verse is to give an answer for the hope that lies within us. Apologetics is great, but it is not the end result. No. Apologetics is nothing more than a tool in your tackle box to get to the 
gospel. Mm -hmm. If you're not getting to the gospel, there's no point in you being out there. Mm -hmm. The gospel is the goal. Nobody has ever been saved because they lost an argument. Mm -hmm. It is only by the gospel that they can be saved. Mm -hmm. I'm reminded, though, of just how we can get distracted by having all the evidence, all the proof, all the answers. And even in Jesus' time, when he was performing great signs and wonders, there were still those who just did not believe, would not repent. So, I mean, if right. they're going to respond that way to the Lord and Savior of the world. It's going to happen to us. Absolutely. And it, it, I mean, it just, it shows, like you said, that that's not what we need to be doing. That's not what the focus is to be. That's right. Our goal needs to be the gospel. Mm -hmm. Don't sit there and think, oh, I can't go out and share my faith. I don't have all the answers yet. What if I run into a Mormon? How, how do I refute that? Mm -hmm. Don't worry about it. Get to the gospel. Strive to know nothing but Christ and him crucified. As Amen. Paul says, would you care to share with us a favorite or the most memorable witness encounter you've had, Ryan? Oh, boy. You have so many witnessing encounters throughout the years, but there are always a few that really stick out in your mind and you never forget them. Uh, one such encounter would be a few years back, I was up in the Akron and Canton area for a homeschool conference with Tom Kaiser, and we went to... Uh, a rock concert type deal or a festival called Rockin' on the River. We went up there to share our faith with people and uh, we were handing out tracks as people were walking by and I handed a gospel track to this guy who was totally drunk and he stopped dead in his tracks and he said, what is this? I looked at him and I said, oh, it's, uh, it's a card. It says, uh, name 10 beers. Can you do it? So he rattled off 10 beers. I have no idea what they were. But I said, hey, that's pretty good. You ready for the next test? A little bit harder. I said, yeah, yeah, sure. How many of the Ten Commandments can you name? He labeled it off four or five. Not bad. That's pretty good. All right. Now, you ready for the ultimate test? I said, yeah, bring it on. I said, how many of those Ten Commandments that you just named have you kept? And boy, by he, he got sober. We went through the law, and, and it was just amazing to see this man change from being drunk out of his mind to being stone-cold sober. Mm -hmm. so I shared the gospel with this man at the end. I, I left him with the tract. I prayed with him, not praying for salvation, but just praying that he would be saved, mm -hmm. praying that God would open his eyes, show him the truth. And, you know, he, he went went off. Such a great, a great encounter just to see that change. Mm -hmm. uh, the the effect of the law on a person to humble them to show them their need for mm -hmm. a savior and it's just so great that you would share such a positive um, witnessing experience because so often i think we can think about just the negatives the the rejection and the the hostility that we were met with out on the street yeah i have plenty of those <laughs> uh, i try not to remember them though <laughs> <laughs> well ryan we're just about out of time but um one last question what would you say to those who want to start actively sharing their faith? Maybe they're excited, but they don't know exactly what are the first steps, or they, they're still struggling with fear. How how would you encourage them to get started and to get their church started, too, if their church isn't actively involved in evangelism? Well, I would encourage you, firstly, to go to muniacfamily.com so that you can find out if we're teaching 
a evangelism course anywhere in your area, like uh, starting in July on Wednesday nights, we'll be at Hyde Park Baptist Church in Cincinnati, Ohio, teaching the Intermediate Training Course of Way of the Master. Nice shameless plug, dear. <laughs> ah, thank you, thank you. Uh, aside from that, <laughs> I do encourage you to be trained in how to biblically share your faith. Uh, mm -hmm. Go to livingwaters.com, pick up any of their resources. You can learn an abundance uh, from pretty much anything. They've got the basic training course, the intermediate training course, their youth curriculum roots. They even have Way of the Master for kids. Mm -hmm. I mean, they are ready to teach you how to share your faith biblically. Outside of that, I would just encourage you to go. Mm -hmm. Do not let fear paralyze you. I'm terrified to share my faith. Ray Comfort is terrified. Todd Friel is terrified to share his faith. Mm -hmm. But we don't let it stop us. And that's the key. Go. That was the command given by Jesus. Go. It doesn't say you should not be afraid. It says go. In spite of your fears, you go. Mm -hmm. And I think so often we can justify... Um, not going based on our fears or, you know, for some other, I mean, there's a handful of excuses we like to use. Um, but you're right. The, the Bible is very clear that we are commissioned to go and share our faith. It's not a matter of, I, am I gifted, you know, with a, you know, skill of evangelism? No, go. And I mean, it can be on the smallest levels too. I mean, start, like you said, just handing out tracks or leaving tracks around. I mean, Absolutely. it can be so easy. Let me share with with how I kind of started with with sharing the gospel. You know, I would ride the bus uh, years ago. I would ride the bus every day to and from work. There was about an hour ride there and an hour ride back. I had gotten some some gospel tracks and I would sit on the bus the entire ride. And in my mind, I'm thinking, get get a track out there, get a track to that person, get a track to this person. Lay a track down on the seat. And I would just sit there paralyzed. Until right before I got off the bus, there was nobody left on the bus except for me and the bus driver. And I made sure the bus driver wasn't looking. And I would very quickly lay a gospel track down the seat next to me of this empty bus and run out the door. Of course, because you don't want to get seen when you're first starting. <laughs> you want to make a, a quick getaway and make sure no one catches you doing it, because if they've caught you, then you're in trouble. <laughs> right, and you always have the scenarios being played up in your mind, like you're going to be sent to jail and stoned to death because mm. you left a tract on, on a public city bus or something. <laughs> no, it's not going to happen. The most they're going to tell you is, hey, hey, no littering. You pick that up or you throw that out. You know, so, yeah, I was terrified uh, to even lay a gospel track on a seat, not even to hand it to someone, just to lay it on a seat of an empty bus. So if I can do it, if I can overcome that, you can do it. You can get out there and share your faith. You know, don't think you have to, day one, be standing on the box, open-air preaching, mm -hmm. or starting your own radio show. You do what is comfortable what you can uh, do handing out tracts or talking to your friends and family mm -hmm. write them an email with the gospel mm -hmm. you know something mm -hmm. just do it go go and and it, you can start small but i we definitely want to encourage everyone out there to 
to step out of their comfort zone. Absolutely. Not just, we, we don't want you to, to feel overwhelmed, but at the same time, if the Holy Spirit is guiding you to have a conversation with someone, don't let fear overtake you. That's right. Don't convince yourself that not sharing the gospel is the right thing to do, because it's not. Not sharing the gospel is always the wrong answer. Mm-hmm. It, at least it is in my book. Mm-hmm. And I've been guilty of that. Just so oh, yes. just so you know. Don't think I'm I'm perfect and I always share my faith whenever I feel that inkling. Mm-hmm. No. I I don't. I fall far short uh on many occasions. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much, Ryan, for talking with me. Well, well I know that you usually talk with me, but with so many people listening in, you know, this has been enjoyable just talking about something that I know you're very passionate about, and hopefully um, it'll be an encouragement to others, and um, maybe they'll have learned something or been challenged to to step out. I I really hope so, and I want to thank you for taking the time to interview me. Um, It's been kind of weird. Uh, to be interviewed for my own radio show. Um, of course, it's God's show, not mine. He's just allowing me to uh, move it forward for his glory. But, uh, no, it's been great. And I really, I do hope that my that the listeners have been encouraged mm-hmm. um, and equipped to share their faith. Uh, there's nothing more important. Nothing more important than someone's eternal salvation. That your fear is not greater than their soul in hell. Okay? That that That's what you have to think about. Is, are you willing to be quiet and sit down and do nothing while they head for hell? The lake of fire for all of eternity. Are you willing to let them go there mm. just because you want to be comfortable, just because you want to be afraid? Mm. Those are sobering, sobering last words, Ryan. Thank you so much for just sharing everything, sharing your passion with us. And tune in next week when my husband will be back hosting this show, and I'm sure it'll be a good one, right, honey? Lord willing, yeah. Lord willing, it will be a good show. Honestly, I have no idea what the next show is going to be i (laughs) typically don't know until the day of well all right well tune in next week same bad time same bad channel oh wait yeah we 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 can't use that i think that's uh copyrighted so we'll just say uh (laughs) until next time the fields are ripe for the harvest so what are you waiting for go share your faith soli deo gloria goodbye Ratings. We don't need no stupid ratings. You're listening to Witness Radio with Ryan Muriak. <coughs> but we like Ryan. <coughs> we do! Just go to witnesstalkradio.org. Are you tired of just sitting there listening to the gospel being shared and want to do your part to fulfill the Great Commission? Then stand up and step out of your comfort zone by joining us at these upcoming outreaches. Abortion Prevention. Every Monday from noon to 2, we will be at the Planned Parenthood on Auburn Avenue. 
Christian Collegian Network Bible Fellowship, Thursdays starting at 1230 on the UC campus. Ohio Fire, May 30th through the 31st. Join us at this free conference. Speakers include Mark Spence and Carl Kirby Jr. For more information, find us on Facebook or visit witnesstalkradio.org.